So, Father, in the name of Jesus right now, we welcome your presence, your divine energy. They stir our hearts, touch our hearts, meet every single need here in a real way. On earth as it is in heaven, what you desire to do, unpack, unfold. You love us, you love us, you love us. Touch us, your people. God, transform our hearts, bend it to your will, to your ways, and we follow you. We call you Lord, Lord, and we follow you right now, God. They were called followers of Jesus before they were named Christians, and we're followers of the Lord Jesus. We're not admirers, we're followers. We follow your energy, we follow your life, we follow your light, we follow your truth. So begin to manifest by your Holy Spirit and begin to meet every single need in this place. Captivate our hearts, captivate our minds. We lift you up and you'll magnetize and draw your, uh, us to yourself. Yes. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Just open your heart to him. Put one over your heart and one hand up to heaven and just say, Lord, I thank you right now. I thank you that I'm alive, I'm, I'm well. I thank you for touching my heart, touching my mind, touching my emotions, touching my body in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your presence right now. Begin to manifest that energy, God, right now in this place for minds and hearts. Quicken us that we run after you. Your elements of love, life, truth, your energy, Zoe, we follow that right now today. We look within, God. We listen within. And we praise you and we thank you. Make the most of this time. There won't be another day in 2022. So release your presence. Release your truth. And equip our hearts. Bring maturation to every situation. In Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. amen. All right. So First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. 12:32. We're going to start reading. And it says this, and we've been talking about it for weeks and weeks, and we're laying a foundation of that right now. And people, man, everywhere need foundations, right? Looking for, write down Hebrews, looking for builders whose maker and foundation's God, right? We don't want pretense. We don't want the hype. We don't want religion's nonsense. We want the foundation of God, which gives us the constitution, the power of conviction, right? Things that change us. And I want you to write that down. Your foundation, I was talking to you earlier about foundation, and that's just by, cre- by the creator, by creation, not even by regeneration, by the new birth. But God made us fearfully and wonderfully a certain way. And in that foundation, that will speak to us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How he made you. No matter what you're going through, he made you a certain way. Mm-hmm. He bent you a certain way. That cannot be erased, right? Right. right? The times and the seasons of life, the things that ended, but you'll never end. That's right. You continue always. And so that foundation, you start listening to the voice of intuition. Put that down if you're taking a note. The voice of intuition right? Mm-hmm. And the voice of foundation. And they'll have a voice, right? You know that in your own body. Your body has a voice. If it's in pain, it says, ouch. Mm-hmm. And your mind tries to interpret what's going on in your body, right? Yeah. So your mind has a voice, right? Your conscience has a voice. Sometimes it's just accusation or overscrupulousness. Yeah, all of them have a voice, but intuition has a voice too. Right. It's like impressions. It has, and it always be in the elements of, of love, put love, life, light, truth, Right? That's Christianity, Christianity. When we leave the entity, we only get doctrine, books, and empty nonsense. Yeah. You say this to the Lord. Say, I'm your vessel. I'm your vessel. I carry your light. I carry, I carry your, your truth. I carry your reality. Right? So it says this of, of this uh, foundations. We're going to pay attention to foundation and the voice of that. And that has the voice of constitution. It's truth, right? Ephesians 4, 20, if you're taking notes or write it down. 20, it says, growing up, speaking the truth in love. And the only way we grow up in reality is dealing with truth, answering truth, holding forth truth. And truth is a person. In the Greek, it's called aletheia, reality, 
right? Yes. And that's speaking in you. That's what will navigate you. That's what will direct you, right? Yes. You won't find that. Like religion doesn't have those elements, so you can't live by that. It's mechanics. Mm -hmm. You live by truth. Right. And you grow up and it. it keeps you out of imagination, out of fantasy, out of pretense, out of fables, into God's reality. Right. Mm -hmm. Truth. Say truth. truth. It's greater than a lie. Light. Yes. Say light. It's greater than darkness. Mm -hmm. That's what matters. And it's happening in you, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what you're going to pay attention to. Say pay attention to. Pay attention Be aware to. of, right? So let's, let's read. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And it says of this in the King James. And of, and of the, this is a whole list of men of God that came to David that were warrior bent, right? And I want you to put in your notes. I once was a, a sheep, I'm a lamb. Then I grew up to be a sheep, but it's time to roar like a lion. And lion is responsibilities. It's the measure of rule that God gives us, right? Mm -hmm. You don't stay an infant forever. People are born and birthed into God. They grow up a little bit. Then they become sheep. They hear his voice, but that sheep time's over. It's time to awaken. Mm -hmm. Awaken lions, not just sleeping lazy sheep. Right. right? We got to keep progressing and keep growing in that way. Yes. So lion, he dictates measure. The Bible says metron, a measure of rule. He puts us in that line and we're to fill that line and occupy it. Take the territory of it, right? All right. All right so let's go. So it says these men, they were certain men attracted to uh, this kind of, of part of David's life, right? So it goes on in 32. And the children of Issachar, and you circle Issachar, these were a kind of guys. These were a kind of, of people. Which kind were they? They were men, right? Women, sons, daughters, who that understood, and circle understanding, and understanding has to do with discerning. If you're taking notes or if you're just recording or whatever, it's, it's discerning. Discerning deals with intuition. When, when it says they knew what ought to do, in the Hebrew itself, it says they discerned, they understood. And it says no, no, right? Mm -hmm. Not think, no. They knew something intuitive. These guys understood they were aware, write down aware if you're taking notes. They were aware of things. And that's the, the biggest thing. I mean, awareness, right? Awareness of your spirit, awareness of what's going on in your mind, awareness of God's presence, right? Mm -hmm. That's so important, right? Yes. He's always there, but write it down. He's, we're just not aware. Mm -hmm. Whatever situation, he's always there. And you're going to find him in that way. Genesis 29 says of Jacob, he walked around wandering. His brother was ready to kill him. All the trickery that he did, the situation he was in, and he was wandering in this place. And then he had an encounter with God, all right, an appearing with God. And usually when we're wandering, that's when we have our appearing because everything else is stripped away from our lives. Right. Our minds, our opinions, our views, our self-strength, we get stripped, mm -hmm. right? And then he says, oh, the Lord was in this place and I didn't even recognize it. Yeah. I wasn't aware of it. Put it down. Mm -hmm. He's always there. You're just not aware one translation says he was in that place and I wasn't aware. One says, I didn't realize, write down realize. Because the Holy Spirit's job is a spirit of realization. I want you to get that. When you start realizing things about you and about him, that's the spirit of realization. Yeah. That's the spirit of truth. He'll remind you whatever Jesus is saying to you. Not a scripture read, right. but what Jesus has said. That's awareness. Say it with me, awareness. Awareness. Yeah, he was there, but I just wasn't aware. He was there, I wasn't aware. Mm -hmm. And you meet him in different ways when you're in different situations. Yeah. And Jacob said, man, I didn't know that. You were right here the whole time. I didn't get it until I realized. Say realized. Realized. So whenever you get epiphanies, realizations, you know it's the Holy Spirit speaking truth into you. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit is not a religious source. He's the spirit of truth. 
He's not some Pentecostal break your heel and run around a church building. Mm -hmm. He's the Holy Spirit. He has dignity and gives you dignity. That's right. He's revealing truth in you. That's he's not just getting you over to talk and know the language. Yeah. No, he's revealing Jesus and truth to you. Right. So you can change by truth, be transformed by that reality. Yes. Make sense? Yes. Make faith. I hope so. And he says, these guys understood. They discerned the times. I want you to circle times. And there's times in your life. There's times and to know and seasons. Put times and seasons. And like I said before, the, the times will change. The seasons will change in your life. The friendships will change in your life. The situation will change. Mm -hmm. that, will be, that will end, but you'll never end. You continue to the next season, to the next thing, to the new thing, right? So these guys were aware. Say aware. Aware. They are aware of times. And in that time, I want to take a pause and circle that. Because in Daniel chapter, I think it's 4 or 10 or 11. I'm not quite sure. You look at it. He said at the end, the latter days of life, right? We might not be in the end times of life, but we're in the latter times, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible would define it as perilous times, right? But there's a word for us. It's called kairos, which is opportune times. So it's perilous out there, but opportune for us here, right? Yeah. And that's a Kairos time. But there's times, and, and a lot of guys will call me and go, I'm so busy. A busyness uh, or fruitfulness, I'll, I'll try to redirect them. Like, that's not just busyness, it's fruitfulness. Yeah. See, if you're living in fruitfulness by intuition's reality, you're going to redeem time. That's right. God time. That's eternal time. You'll have time for everything that you need. You're just putting God first, right? Yes. Right, but uh, regular time, people run out. Um, when I write down your notes, I think I told you last week, um, it's not what used to be, slash, it's adaptability. Right. Yes. And so I have a lot of people say, man, I used to do this, or I used to be like this, or I used to do that, and they're living in the past, what used to be, right? That's not how God lives. Yeah. Every time there's a change, it's adaptability, mm -hmm. not what used to be. And that could be anything. People's per they, they tell me, well, I used to pray this long, and I used to do this, and all that devotion, and God's like, I'm not devotion, I'm not a Bible reading, I'm God. Yeah. I'm the word of life, not a scripture. Mm -hmm. So adapt to me and learn me in this way. That's why Paul goes, hey, I pray unceasingly, right? Yes. That means I can continue praying. How are you going to do that? I mean, he had 14 years in the wilderness. I thought about my own life. I had 20 years of doing it a certain way. It's not that way anymore. Now it's adaptability, yeah. right? And I learned to hear him better, all that, right? Mm -hmm. Praying unceasingly. You can't. Paul was in the desert hearing God and nobody bothered him. Then he's chained to a Roman in a prison, and he can't do the same thing the same way. Exactly. That's called adaptability. That's maturity. Yes. He can't go, oh, God, I can't talk to you now. You know, it used to be like this, and it used to be like that, and just sit there. No, he wrote most of the, the epistles out of being imprisoned. Right. That's adapting. That's what we are. Say that. Adaptability. adaptability. I want you to get that, man. It's a, we adapt to situations. We're not overcome by them, yeah. right? And that's what truth does. It equips you. It cuts you. It fits you. Say it fits me. It's and if you're uh, in your Bible, Amplified, Galatians 2. I want you to look at Galatians 2.8. It's in the Amplified version. So we'll stay with the times. So, you know, the times are different. So in right now in society, times are fast. you got Instagrams, Facebook. I, I remember years ago, I, used to, uh, I just started training kettlebells way back, man. I mean, maybe 15, 20 years ago or something like that about that. And nobody had it. There's only three guys that were teaching it, right? Now you, the mass media is everyone's doing it, right? Mm -hmm. It's in increased. Knowledge has increased. Yeah. What well, was once rare is everywhere. Right. It used to be rare. Now it's everywhere. Yeah. So we get it everywhere. And, and so it happens to people's minds, carnal minds. They're disinterested. They'll regurgitate. It's too, too much knowledge. It'll make me puke. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so they get 
hurried and paced in that time zone. Instagrams, Facebooks, social stuff, all that is just tons of knowledge, yeah. right? Not everybody there has the weight of experience, but they'll put themselves on there, right? Yeah. So it gets busy and it gets faster, right? And you start running. You don't want that. You want to set your pace in this race by God in you. Mm-hmm. Quit listening to what's outside of you via people. Okay. Only the ones that resonate and tell you the truth in that area. Yeah. But other than that, don't listen anymore. Right. Listen in here. He'll set the pace for your race. Listen in here. Wisdom will build you. It'll bend you. It'll direct you. Not out there. That's just fluff. We don't need that out there. There's 10,000 preachers, Paul says, but not many fathers. Listen to that one voice, right? Yeah. Listen to that reality. Mm-hmm. The thing that builds you, equips you for real life. Right? Everything in God. The word became flesh and is real on this earth. Not just heavenly minded and no earthly good. That's not God's reality. So times, it's going to be fast. He said in the end days, times will speed up. Don't get caught up in natural time. Stay on his timeline. Mm -hmm. Right? Which is listening to life, truth, wisdom of God within you. That's right. So understanding the times and the seasons of what we ought to do. It says what Israel ought to do. And I want you to circle that. So you have understanding, which means discerning awareness, right? We have the times, which are natural times that we're in. If you get caught up in that, pull back, shut down, and just listen. Mm-hmm. Listen right there. Just sit still for a moment. Take a couple of breaths, and that eternal one in you will start rolling. Right. Pay attention to that. Write the vision. Make it clear and follow that, right? It's not just what I heard to do, but he said they knew what they ought to do. And put down in your notes, ought to do by God or what I just thought to do by me. What I ought to do or thought to do. Think about that. Ponder that for a moment. The ought to do is God speaking to you. Yes. Excuse me. The thought to do is you either in your panic, in your, in your hyper mindset, <laughs> right? Or your opinions. They're not going to work. We're following what we ought to do. We'll get exhausted about what we thought to do. Right? We want what's real. Rubber to the road. Feet on the ground. Right? Yes. So I want you to write said, what Israel ought to do. So let's go to, let's go, let's, I want you to write down these statements, actually. I told you, discern what they ought to do, thought not thought to do. In 2 Corinthians 10, write it down. He says, he said, uh, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. Not carnal, right? Not just imaginations. Not just thought processes. That, that's, that doesn't work, Right? He said, we're not carnal. So I want you to write down carnal inclinations. Because you'll, you'll read that, and that's what that verse means. Carnal inclinations, right? It has to do, sometimes with carnal inclinations, you have like self-affliction. You, you do it yourself. You're, you're self-sabotaging. You listen to your own thoughts, right? You afflict yourself. That's a carnal inclination. What I can do, what I can't do, okay? Then there's Satan's accusation. And that's the one that has more empowered. Yeah. That's an empowered thought. Yeah. Right? Satan's accusation, carnal inclinations. I, I'm, I don't rock a bunch about carnal inclinations. I don't listen to that. But I have been susceptible and listening to Satan's accusation. Yeah. Like there's a darkness. There's an empowerment to it. It's not, it's, it's not passive. It's not just me thinking, I wonder this or I wonder that. It's an aggression. Right. Satan's accusation has an aggression. It's trying to deteriorate any type of foundation. Mm-hmm. It's trying to get me disoriented in who I am and who I, what I'm meant to be. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's back to foundation. So you have carnal inclinations. You have Satan's accusation. You put them together. It's just simple opinion. Mm. Right? 
And I want you to look at Galatians 2, verse 8. And it says, uh, it reads like this. I wrote it down in the Amplified. For it says, for he who motivated. I want you to look at that. Galatians 2, 8, Amplified version. For he who motivated, right? When you circle motivate, for he who is the source of, of speaking to me. He who motivated, who, in, who inspired me, right? He who is building me, that's wisdom, right? That's the Lord. That's God's reality. Everything's built from love, life, light, and truth. All that coupled together is called Zoe. Say Zoe. Zoe. It's God's energy. It's called the God kind of life. That's right. Jesus said, I came to give you life, Zoe, and life abundantly. In that Zoe is energy. You'll experience it. There's day you'll be talking to God and there'll be an energy. And one of the words for energy in Ephesians is dunamis, is, is where we get dynamite. This explosion. I'm an energized inside, in my human spirit. I'm energized. I'm electrified. I'm magnetized. I'm giving you phrases that will happen inside of you by Zoe. Right. We live by the life of Zoe, right? He goes, the life I now live, I live by the life of the Son of God. Zoe, a higher life, an energy life. Sometimes it's strength. That's great. Uh, uh, exousia. It means authority. You get that strength in you, right? Mm -hmm. That's from Zoe. You get Kratos, a wisdom to rule. That's Zoe. It's in here. You'll, you'll experience it's an energy. It's called Zoe, the energy of Zoe. That's what we live by. We don't live by doctrines, uh, uh, you know, religious devotion, all that emptiness. We live by Zoe, energized by God's reality, right? Yes. And you can mark it, and it has signs that follow. I was telling you guys months ago, look for the notable, notable realities. What's noteworthy will become a testimony. And David said the testimonies of God are weighty. Mm. We don't just talk about it. We're experiencing something. He said it first and we're, and we're experiencing it second. Mm. We couldn't create it possibly in any way or form. Mm. Notability, right? Mm -hmm. So it says it like this. For he who motivated, Galatians 2, 8 and the Amplified, and fitted, F-I-T-T-E-D, fit. He who motivated and fit me. Mm. Listen, if, if it doesn't fit you, don't wear it. Right. If you're battling in darkness in your head and it doesn't fit you and it's a lie to you and it can even be a scripture mm. with the wrong source and not the right motivator, don't wear it if it don't fit. If it's truth and you know it, adapt to it and then put it on. But if it's darkness, if it don't fit, I don't care if it's a scripture, I don't care if it's a written thing with no life, if it's a letter and it's death, don't wear it. If it doesn't fit, don't wear it, right? That's right. That's, and you're going to have to learn that in life. Jesus, did, he didn't let things get on him like that. Satan said, if you be the son of God, if you're this, if you're that, always a question. Wear it. The scriptures say, wear it. He said, I'm not wearing it. It is also written. No, I'm not putting that on. Right? Galatians 5.1. Write it down. It says, stand fast in the liberty where which Christ has made you free. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't let somebody put something on you that don't belong to you. Right. That's a yoke of bondage. I don't care how, what verse it is. If it doesn't have the life and the light, the truth, the person of Jesus Christ, don't put it on. That's right. Are we still recording here? Yes. Okay. So if it doesn't fit you, don't wear it, Right? Examples, David, David didn't wear Saul's armor. He tried to fit him with an armor. He said, I don't wear it. I don't fit that. That's not me. That's not how I'm designed. That's not how I'm built. Mm. Right? right? Satan will try to erase by accusation your identity. Just like Peter, he goes, hey, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. He was in a time of darkness. He goes, no, you're not. You're a fisher of men. I made you that way. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this. But you're this. Right. I told you so. That's right. Right? 
And we live by it. I've been in my dark hours. My darkest hours, religion would have killed me. My darkest hours, I got a revelation of the Father. With evidence and substance and power. Yes. Can't argue with it. Irrefutable. It's a testimony of God. Well, this is what this one scripture said. This is what God's doing, and they know it. They testify of it. That's reality. And testimonies aren't our own conjuring. John 5, Jesus said, I could testify of myself, but I won't. I could testify of myself. I'll, I'll listen. John testifies of me. The Father testifies of me. That's what you do. Another will testify of you. They know you got the juice or you don't. They can't argue with the testimony of God. Right? That's right. It's arduous. It's harder, but it's real. And it stands true, and it will seal you in your life. Yes. Blameless. Amen. Right? So it says, don't, uh, motivated and fitted for your mission, right? So if it don't fit, don't wear it. If it don't fit, Galatians 5, 1, the yoke, don't bear it. If it doesn't fit, don't bear it. If it doesn't fit, don't wear it. And everybody has those battles in their mind. Everybody has them. Like I just said, uh, uh, a carnal inclination, you know, what I think, what I, what I dream about in my own head, that, that, that's nothing. Satan's accusation, that's an empowered aggression. You're never going to be. You're not going to be. Whenever it's you, you know it's Satan. We always talk about, you know, people try to make a thing about how God speaks, right? And sometimes through your heart to your thoughts, whatever. They try to do it with Satan, and it's always you. Yeah. But it's really Satan. Mm. You're not going to be this. You can't do this. You'll never make it. You won't, you won't, you won't, and you think it's you. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's an empowered accusation. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you know right then when it says you, you're, you can't, it's demonic. Mm-hmm. Get away from it. Don't bear it. Don't wear it. Amen? Make sense? Yes. All right. So let's go. uh, Carnal inclinations. I want you to write that down. Satan's accusations, which will all create self-affliction. Right? We don't live by self. We live by the tree of life. Not the tree of the knowledge of good. Whether it's good knowledge or bad knowledge, I live by life. Again, Zoe, the tree. That tree. Right? Yes. So you write down 2 Corinthians 10, and you can look up that word carnal inclination. And all of these end up in human opinion, right? I want you to write that down. Human opinion. Satan's accusation will even lead you to self-evaluation. Anything in self will kill you. Selfishness, self-righteousness, self-anything will kill you, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't have truth in it. It's all about self. It's all about you. And that's not what you want. The day you eat of that tree is the day you die Mm -hmm. in your head, Mm -hmm. in your heart. So carnal opinion. Let's go to John chapter 11. And I was thinking about it, you know, like carnal inclinations, Satan's accusations, uh, darkness, you know, how, how it works, how God brings us out of things, how it really happens, right? Not a doctrine, not a formula, not, not a religion, but reality, which will grow you into maturation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we're little, we talk about salvation, we're brand new, and people are like little lambs, all that. That's cool, but it's really about maturation, growing up into his image and likeness. Yeah. daughterhood, manhood, that's what it's really about. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, coming into something that you make the difference with that something. You get out of your thing to help people to their next thing, right? Yes. So John 11, I was kicking around uh, some thoughts on it. And I was looking at John 11, and I, and I looked at the two groanings, and it says that Jesus groaned with inside, right? And all the times I used to read in religion that that groaning meant he missed Lazarus and that groaning and, and that meant that, oh, he was so sad about this. And when we read this in context, we'll see that groaning was that he was frustrated with all these opinions. Mm-hmm. 
you'll, you'll look at the verses and you can find it if you want or you look up the word groaned. And I think it's in 1135. But it, it, it awakened me to think that it's not, you know, religion will teach you a certain way. But God's reality, he says, and he groaned within. Look at the second groaning. It was because of people's opinions and frustrating. Um, to remove symbolically uh, that rock out of the way, that's, the, that's our opinions. We've got to get our opinions out of the way before we experience the life of Zoe, the resurrection. The opinions are all up here. They're a dime a dozen, right? Yeah. I remember, you know, people say everybody has an opinions. They're like booties. Everybody has them. They all sink, right? Opinions. <laughs> That's what they used to say. I tried to G-rate it for you all. <laughs> but everybody has an opinion, right? And they do. And that was the frustration of the Lord. If we have p- opinions, we gotta, all he wants is our cooperation. Right. Stop listening to your opinion. Stop listening to others' opinion. It matters not. And at the point where move the rock of opinion so you could see resurrection, right? That's, that's, that's the John 11 experience. It's probably 1135, maybe if you're looking at it, 11 something. But it's the second time. And it says he groaned in himself after, I think it was Mary or Martha. And you look at the scenario because he goes through each one. And it has to do with opinions. And so when you read that, everybody wants to read an Easter story. Let's look at it in practical reality. The stone that needed to be rolled away is a lot of opinion. Mm-hmm. He had to go through Mary, put down Mary, Martha. He had to go through the Jewish, the Jews' opinion of accusation. Mm-hmm. These Jewish guys said, well, it's his friend, and if he could save others and he could do this, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not reading it right now. You read it later, I'll read it later too. I just drove up thinking about it. We can rehearse, let's just go there. Maybe I find it. I just don't want to kip, stop the flow of, of life here. It was a certain about Lazarus that talks about Mary. There's, there's Mary in it, Martha in it, there's the Jews in it. And all this has to do with opinion. And, and you might relate to it too. I don't know which one was which. Mary or Martha, they were just always busy-minded people. I can't remember who was who. Um, Martha, was, Martha was the busy-minded one? Yeah. yeah, she's always waiting tables. Always, She has maybe an administrative gift. Her, her head kicks in and he's like, no, slow it down a little bit, right? That's getting in the way of my cooperation with you. Right. All you have to do is cooperate and we'll have resurrection. She has a certain mindset, a certain strength of opinion. And it's Martha as a Mary. I don't know what Mary's thing was, but she had some charges. If you would have been here, if you would have been here more on this time and nothing would have happened wrong, you should have been here on time. You're not here on time. And we do that with God. Right. And this John 11 is not for nothing. He always shows up about the 11th hour when you're about broken down, about despair and ready to quit everything. Then something lifts you. That, that's my experience. That's biblical experience, right? When you try everything and you're trying and trying until you stop trying and start trusting. Right. And right down, my struggle ends where his spirit begins. Sometimes we got to flatten out because we're just too headstrong. Yeah. And then you kicks in that, that inner voice of truth, life, light, reality. And then I'm listening, right? Then I'm listening. Mm. Most of the time you're not hearing when, you're so, when you feel like you're succeeding because your head's so busy creating. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you, hit, when you hit that spot, you're not hearing your head. Now you start hearing that resurrection. Right. Now I can have some cooperation. I can cooperate with this energy called Zoe, with God. So you look at the, you look at the story, but I'm looking at the allegory, right? Let's look at the allegory of that. The biggest situation is people's opinions. The Jewish people were full of accusation. They're like, if he did this for others, he should have been able to do this. And he didn't do that. And that's accusation. You might have a religious Jewish thing in your mind. No, I'm not racist. (laughs) These are symbolic, right? Right. Yeah. Mary, Martha, the Jews. Look in that context of opinion. And he gets exasperated. 
You know, not that the guy, his friend has passed away because he says it clearly. I thank you, Father, that you always hear me. And I want you to write that down. God always hears you. I don't care what your feelings tell you. Yeah. It's divine fact that he always hears you. Mm. Not fickle emotion. Even when you're not speaking, he's working in you to say something. So he can enter your prayer, so to speak. He can enter that avenue of your heart, so to speak. Right? right? Yes. That's the reality of God in our lives, right? Mm. If Satan could have killed you, you'd be dead. But you're not. You're still here. Right? So he goes on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to Cadillac through this real quick. Luke, uh, John 11. It has Martha. has Mary. They have all their accusations, right? I think I'm just going to skip around because I did, like I said, I didn't read it. Oh, you got a 16th verse. You have Thomas, right? So mm -hmm. the Lord's talking about resurrection. He's talking about life. If you have a Thomas in your life, it's fear, uh, an opinion of fear. Write it down. And we don't live by opinion. We live by dominion. Something that has stature, substance, evidence. You know, I'm so sick of, of religious guys I had to deal with. I don't deal with anymore. But they would always say, well, I'm, I'm just going to obey God. No, man, that, that's just empty and nebulous. Peter said, we see the end of our faith. In Hebrews, he says, now faith is a substance and evidence. And you're going to see it eventually. It's not always, I'm believing, I'm believing, I'm believing. You're going to believe to see the glory of God. Right. If you're not seeing it, then you're in a religious tree. Because right. there's going to be some evidence and substance somewhere. That's right. First, you'll, you'll get it in evidence from the voice of God. Then you'll have it in substance. You'll carry that fire. You'll carry that electricity mm -hmm. until it is to be. Yes. That's reality. Yes. It's not pretend. And, I, and you go on and you write that. That's a notable work. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had some notable, we've had some notable things in the last couple of weeks. I'll never forget them. I date them all. I write them down. Mm -hmm. I couldn't make this happen. This happened. I couldn't make that happen. This happened. Yeah. That's energy, right? That's the same thing I told you about your household. You couldn't make this happen. Mm -hmm. You had to, God sent a person to fight for the situation. That's right. Now you're living in it. Possession. Mm -hmm. Not dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. No. You're vision casters, not dreamers. That's Too many people. I used to deal with guys have a dream every week. Every week coming to me. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. I said, man, hey, I try to be nice. Let's just take one of those so-called dreams and let's birth it. Let's raise it and establish it. Just one. One of your many thoughts why Peter said, gird up the loins of your mind. Because if you don't, you're reproducing a bunch of little kids that you're not raising. Gird up the loins of your mind. So I try to, let's do one. If you're a legend in your mind, let's see if it's true. Yeah. And if it's that one. See, because truth will keep you out of a false imagination. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yes. Truth will keep you out of fallacy and fantasy. You don't know how many guys I counsel. Everybody tells me that, um, you know, that, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to be a Navy SEAL. I'm like, no, that's not, God, no, God didn't build you that way. Like, no, he, he built you to build computers. But do you, I remember one guy, I just loved the idea, the image of it, his imagination. When you have an imagination outside of the one that God put in you, you it becomes an idol, yeah. an idol of falsity. Mm -hmm. This guy told me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join this special, this, and I'm going to do that. And I'm, I just told him, I knew he wasn't that, you, you know, it's just not who he is. So you want to be truthful, but not brutal, right? Yeah. So I tell my, you like to get up early and run? No. You like to uh, fight or do any of that? No. Um, you like to do this? You like to do that? No, no, no. Right? Um, I said, maybe you consider you like the idea or the image of it. You like the idea, but you don't really want to do what it costs for that, right? Right. And so you get a lot of guys, they live in pretense. It's like, if you don't tell people truth, reality, aletheia, the person, right? 
confirm their identity, they'll live in fantasy. It's like trick or treat. They dress up in costumes. These guys are they're in the fifties now. And they still talk to me. I said, Well, what are you gonna be wearing today? Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Yeah, what are you wearing today? Uh, five years ten years ago I was gonna do this, now it's this, because it's just a bunch of thoughts. It's not that's a that's a dreamer, not a vision caster. Right. right? The vision of God is sure. Habakkuk says, write the vision, make it plain, make it clear, it's sure. Yeah. It's not fantasy. You know, people used to ask me, how come Danielle's like came out solid and she was homeschooled? I said, because I told her the truth. Mm-hmm. I didn't let her have an exaggerated opinion about herself. I built what God already built in her. Yeah. And that works. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you get other people fantasy. I've seen other homeschool people. Yeah, my son, he's like 500 pounds. He's going to be a pro basketball player. No, he's not. <laughs> he is not going to be a pro basketball player. He can't even run down the, the, the thing. But he's playing with homeschool kids, so they think he's great. That's not reality. That's fantasy. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to tell him the truth so he doesn't waste time and waste people's dime. Right? right. Sound good? Amen. It's the truth. <laughs> I know. It's just truth. But truth will grow us up. Ephesians 4.20. Go over it. Go over it. Go over it. He said, speaking the truth in love that we might grow up, that we won't be tossed by men or the slight of men, religious men, any men, because we're living by truth, which is connected to light. So yeah, so if you have the opinion, human opinion is not dominion. You want God's dominion, his, his evidence, his substance, his truth, his power, his reality. And I write it down. I want you to write down everything that's notable, noteworthy. Acts chapter four, notable and noteworthy. Things that you couldn't do that he put in you and they start happening to you. That's, you know, I, I do them all. I write them all and tell her parents, this happened. It glorifies God's reality. And then they'll, they'll say the same thing. How did that happen? It's that reality. Yeah. It's harder, but you stay in the game longer, he'll show himself stronger. Mm, that's right. It's, it's worth it. It's, it's so worth it. And, it. and it shows him. It doesn't, it doesn't glorify you. It shows his reality and his care for you. Yeah. It means everything to me. It means everything to me. Exactly. Not the fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he said, so it's 16. And so it goes like this. It's verse 15. He says, and for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there to help you to believe and trust. And it goes on. Then Thomas uh, let's see, let's, I'm going to go to 16 in a shorter version. Then Thomas, which is called Didymus, his fellow disciples said, let us go that we might die. He said, we're going to go to see Lazarus. So sometimes the opinion of fear has a dominion that freezes you. You have wrong thinking, a wrong mindset, and it's full of fear. Don't let fear's opinion rob you of God's resurrection and dominion, yeah. right? That's in 16th verse. You've got so many characters. Thomas, circle 16. Martha in 21, Mary and Martha. And the Jews, right, in verse 19. And considerable number of, of Jews, circled Jews, Martha and Mary. And listen to these people's opinions, not dominion, that were frustrations to the Lord. It's resurrection. And sometimes we do that, right? Yeah. Next verse says in 21, Martha then said to Jesus, Master, if you had been here, right? That's an indictment. Sometimes we indict God. If you have a Martha happening in your soul and your mindset, there's an indicting. Well, you should have been here sooner. You should have been here on time or you weren't there on time. And he moved on his time. And I'm not saying that religiously. I mean, sometimes it takes that long to exasperate our creativity or our own mentality. Hmm. And then, so the time is on us sometimes. Not like, oh, he just didn't do it. No, he has to, we have to empty out before he fills that out. Mm -hmm. So that's time, right? Mm -hmm. So they're in, she's indicting about time. Uh, if you had been here in time, my, my brother would have not died. That's an indictment. Sometimes check your mind, check your, that voice of mind, that carnal inclination, or even Satan's accusation. Is it, is it this? Is it an indictment to the Lord? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And whenever I do that, I, I correct myself. And I'm saying, I don't die. I've known you long enough to know. I'm in a time and a season, and it's going to change. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be in this forever. I know that. Yeah. It seems forever, but I'm not going to be here forever. That's right. I might be in a dungeon at a time and season in life, but I'm coming out of a dungeon eventually. That's right. So it's day by day, you know, moment by moment. It's what I'm listening to in the moment. Now faith is. The voice is now yes. for today, right? For tomorrow has enough worries in itself. I'm not going to think about tomorrow. I'm going to live right now. Yes. I'm going to take everything that he said right now, exercise my heart to agree with it, not fight it, agree with it, believe it, and then tomorrow's a new day. That's right. Right? He yes. said, don't worry about tomorrow. It has enough worries in itself. Forget about tomorrow. What can I do to find my lines and fill my lines today? What can I do to occupy this today? Yes. Right? That's what we're doing. So timing, no indicting of timing, right? Just following, right? That's right. And you could be assured, and you may not be assured at the moment, but out of this experience, once this season's over, like David said, I, and Psalms, I might have slipped and almost died if you didn't do something here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you could feel that way. I felt that way. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think this is it. I think this is it. The upper room. <laughs> I, think, I think it's done, you know? Yeah. But no, and, and you start to question, or you start your doubting, and you start, you know, maybe even fearing in it, but all of a sudden there's a show up. And then you grow up. Here we go again. I should have known. I'm sorry for indicting you. Right. I'm sorry for, for fearing anything. Right. And then when you come out of it, because perfect love, God, cast fear out the door. Pretty soon you're fearless. You're more fearless than you were a month ago, a year ago. And if you do it for uh, 40 years, you're gonna, you have less fear in you than ever. Mm-hmm. And you're, not, you're fearless with God because you have experience with Him. You're not fearful. You're fearless. That's right. Right? And that's real. Mm-hmm. But it takes time. It's a process. It's maturation. You trust him in the process. You don't indict him in the moment. Right? Right. And, I'm not, and again, right now, I'm not talking about pretending. I'm talking about listening. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary, Martha, the Jews. And it says, and Martha replied, and, and, this, this is, and then you might have a religious mind in verse 24. And, and he says this to her in 21. Martha then said to Jesus, Master, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Indictment of time. Then, and, now, and now I know that whatever you ask from God, he will grant you. Right? So she's coming down off of the indictment. Jesus said to her, your brother shall rise again. And Martha, verse 24, replied, I know he'll rise again. I was taught this in my Bible school about the resurrection in the last days. So then you even answer what religious is. God's saying, get rid of your opinion. Get rid of your fear opinion. Get rid of that opinion. And then you go religious on them. Mm-hmm. Well, my mama taught me that this is the last days and there will be a resurrection. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, 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 no. I am the resurrection right now. Right. I'm not talking about a doctrine. So if you catch yourself in the religious mind, right? Mm-hmm. Elvis said superstitious minds, right? We can't go on together. Well, suspicious <laughs> minds. Yeah. If you catch yourself in any of those minds, Right? So she goes on with religious mind. Not, and she goes, Martha replied, I know there will be, a, you'll rise again in the resurrection in the last days. And Jesus said in 25, Oy vey, because he's a Jewish guy then, right? <laughs> Oy vey, said to her, I myself am the resurrection. I am the life. I'm not talking about your church tradition. I'm not talking about your doctrine. I'm not talking about religion. I am the resurrection for you right now. Will you please get rid of your opinion? And whoever believes in and hears to and trusts in and relies on me, although he die, he'll live again. Mm-hmm. And whoever continues to live and believes in me has faith and cleaves and relies on me shall never actually die at all. Do you believe this? You know, pushes, he offends our mind to get to our hearts. And Jesus said to him, yeah, and she said, yes, Lord. 
I believe, and I do believe, that you are the Christ. Right now she's back into a certain theology. You're the Christ. I believe that, but I don't know about you being the resurrection in my now. I don't know you about you being the resurrection in the life right now, but I know in the last days, and now I know that you're the anointed one. Right? And he's like, God, man, can you imagine how he does with us? The frustration. And like, again, I went from fear. I went from busyness. I went from indictment. I went to opinions of this. God, will you guys ever let me just do this? Will you ever just agree and cooperate with me? Huh? <laughs> After she said this, he went back, called her sister Martha privately, whispering to her, the teacher is close at hand and is asking for you. And then she heard and she sprang up quickly. Now Jesus and now entered in the village, and, and it's still the same spot where Martha had met him. And then it goes on. How much time am I on here? I wanna, I'm probably going to cut it off. I don't want to talk. Oh, that's good. I think I'm going to pause right there. I want you to look at, on your own, uh, 30, keep, keep reading 33. Look at opinions. Look at the Jewish guys, that their accusation, their indictments. Look at Mary's. Look at Martha's, right? And look at his frustration and his groanings, that last groaning. Man, can I just get some cooperation? And that's all it takes is that much cooperation. Yeah. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to think. And whatever you, you believe that you know, what you know and then believe intuitively, what you know about God in your heart, what you know about your situation at hand, what you know that has life, truth, and light in it, what you know. And I want you to write that down. And I want you to lean into that. I want you to divorce your opinions, whether they be indictment of timing, whatever it is, but I want you to go with knowing the elements of love, light, truth, whatever that is, the energy that it affects you that's weightier than the rest of your mentality, the energy of Zoe that's greater than your mentality. And I want you to choose to agree with that. Your struggle ends where his spirit begins. Just agree with that for today. Just agree with that, that, that reality, what I ought to do, not what I'm, my mind is busy thinking I should do. What I ought to do is connected with my awareness, my discernment, my knowing. That's right. So take a moment. So Father, we take a moment right now and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your divine energy and we thank you that you live in all of us in this way mm-hmm. and that you rescue us, you restore us, you enable us, you equip us and you believe in us. Let our hearts agree. Let our minds agree with you. Simply say, I believe you. I agree with you. I agree with you. And my foundation is sure. I agree with you. In the situation right now. I believe you. Help me with any area of unbelief. I believe you. You're that real. And we thank you for today. And we thank you. And and we can continue in your word. And know the truth. And the truth will free us. Liberate us. Empower us. Energize us. Electrify and magnetize us to you. So right now, touch hearts, touch minds. Move strengthen, encourage in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. 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 I didn't want to go too long on that.